Welcome everyone to the L7C podcast, Dragon Ball edition. Today we are going to be talking about Dragon Ball Super Manga chapter number 75. And we are also going to be giving our thoughts on Watch Mojo's crazy top 20 uh, Dragon Ball fights of all time and giving a little thoughts on what we think of Dragon Ball Super Super Hero the name. So we have our Dragon Ball expert with us, Mitch Oso. How are you doing today, sir? Doing fantastic as always. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. So before we get into the chapter, our last recording was right before Comic-Con and the movie. We're going to get some movie news. And we got the name Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Are you okay with that name? Um, It's kind of boring, but... um. It would have been better if we actually saw some more of the um, actual movie itself other than, you know, a little um, uh, animation with Goku, you know, warming up on the logo and just a couple of, uh, you know, concept uh, art of, you know, Piccolo Pan and some random other characters that will be a part of it. If there was more to what we saw, it probably would have been fine, but. Dragon Ball Super Superhero, really <laughs> what kind of repetitive, but still was, you know, uh, Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan. So it's just, this is the nature of the beast, apparently. Yeah, that name was really, really weird. I was just like, Super Hero, okay. Um, and then also, people have been speculating, like, obviously, like, are we going to have superheroes? This is going to be. Maybe great say a man centric or something like that, but I don't know, man. It comes out in 2022. I'll be very interested in the first like trailer and like synopsis of the movie. It'll be here before we know it, too. Time flies, man. That's true. And it will be our first anime thing if you don't count heroes since Broly, since the movie. So just remember Dragon Ball Heroes. You know, Dragon Ball Superheroes, it's been on longer on in terms of uh, anime episodes than what Super did in its entirety. So <laughs> that's that's freaking wild. That's freaking wild. So to go back to the manga. So, Mitch, two day, this manga has been trending for two straight days before it even came out today. Uh, we had Vegeta trending two days for positive things because of one picture and people seeing Vegeta dominate. And then yesterday, Twitter was set ablaze because the next picture that was spoiled for us was Vegeta on the ground and Twitter wasn't having it. Even Christopher Sabbath, the voice of Vegeta over here at the States was not having it. What did you think when you saw for two straight days, Vegeta was trending on different ends of the spectrum? Well, I love spoilers as, as anyone who knows me or even listens, I love spoilers. So, you know, when, when the spoilers were coming out, the Vegeta was going to have a field day. It was, you know, it was exciting. It was great to see. I, I expected that Vegeta would, you know, lose. Um, and I mean, that's what he normally does. But it seemed like he was going to have the spotlight for a decent amount of time. You know, um, the, Vegeta naturally would have to lose this early on into the arc just so the arc could continue. You know, that's just common sense. But <laughs> then all of a sudden, 
we get that in the same chapter, he's going to get his ass kicked. And with no other context other than he's lying on the ground, you know, beat up, it's it totally negates all the positive good feelings that everybody was having because we were hoping that, you know, we were finally going to break the mold of what happens in these arcs. And, you know, Vegeta gets his turn and he just gets stomped. But it was just a, it was a terrible taste in everyone's mouth uh, the last day or so. Um, now the, the chapter is out and, you know, depending on who you are, I mean, you might think that it's just as bad as it was. Some people don't think it's as bad as what the spoilers um, led, but the, the thing that I'm going to reiterate because I reiterate or I made this point back when Goku gave the Senzu being the Moro, these chapters cannot be coming out once a month and this kind of negativity happens. It's, it's just it's, it's borderline not good PR because YouTube and Twitter. They're just filled with videos and tweets that are just bashing Dragon Ball. You know, if if a, if a video or if a manga chapter came out every week, then these bad tastes in people's like mouths, um, they aren't there almost at all. Um, now, fortunately, with Vegeta's you know ass beating leak, it, it it came out just like a couple days ago. But like with the Senzu Bean with Moro. That was that was almost like what a week or ten days before the chapter came out, and everyone had to just boil in that pot um, until it came out. So it's just how they have these manga chapters getting set up. But just sometimes those those spoilers they're they're both good for the hype, but man, they can piss off the community so easily. I agree. I haven't seen the community this pissed since the Sensu Bean. Like, I have not seen them this mad for two days. Now it's probably going to be three days straight. It'll probably maybe die down tomorrow, but then people like us, when we get our reaction videos out, then it'll recirculate again for the people who do listen to us, and they'll get mad again, and then here we are. But when Chris Sabbath said something, I was just like, sweet Jesus. Yeah, that that was... That was a shocker um, just to be able to see, you know, because he he voices, you know, as as we all know, he voices a ton of characters for anime mm-hmm. um, and for him to tweet something um, that seemingly in frustration. It, I start to wonder if that's a jab at uh, like did Toriyama or uh, it, it, does he think kind of like negatively on that? Does does that bother him? Um, because I mean, Savage's been there since day one of um, Dragon Ball in English, mm-hmm. so it's just uh, I doubt any drama would come out of it, but it's just like, well, that's a that's a curveball. Well, I think the biggest thing before we review it on Twitter, too, the poor tome deaf timing of Toei Animation posting, like, remember this Vegeta moment, and it's when he beat Topo, which. It's probably his biggest win individually ever and probably will be now forever. But posting it after everyone was pissed and then you saw the big uh, Dragon Ball Twitters be like, dude, this is terrible timing. Yeah, it's I mean, you would almost think that uh, whoever was in charge of their Twitter accounts was just doing that just in spite of everyone. 
Yes. Um, kind of just as a jab, like like um like a troll. That's exactly what they were. They were just trolling us. Um and uh, kind of a ballsy move. Um, or maybe you know, just some intern who didn't know what was happening in the manga chapter and uh, Well, that intern's gone now. They're gone. That intern's gone if that was an intern. Oh yeah, he's fired. Um <laughs> but uh well, that's the thing. Maybe maybe that intern was just a big old Dragon Ball fan like us. Um, and he was excited that Vegeta was going to, uh, you know, have a shining moment. And he was like, well, I'm going to make a tweet and I'm going to hype this up right beforehand. And then uh, he got he got kicked right in the right in the groin. So, well, let's get into this chapter, man. And let's let's see if the world really needed to be as mad as it was and it started right where we left off of 74 like vegeta's transformed and oh we're gonna have to talk spoiler alert don't really like the name that they've been calling it just fyi and granola is talking about like your power is unbounded what does that mean and basically vegeta just blitz him grabs him by his i guess sweater shirt collar it's talking about his head's gotten too big it's time to take him down a peg and then Vegeta's like, get ready for a toast of my tough love. And then from pages three all the way to seven, it's just Granola getting freaking stomped. And then he's trying to retaliate. He finally gets a double punch hit in Vegeta. And Vegeta is just, if you look at page like seven at the bottom left, Vegeta looks like a pure freaking bloodthirsty villain. And he's like, the thing is, the hotter... My battle sword burns the stronger I get. And then he just continues to thrash Granola for pages on pages end. Then you get to page 11 where he's like, Vegeta's entirely different persons. He's stronger by taking damage. Then Granola's asking like, what's a God of Destruction? So you really learn that Granola really does not know that much about the full universes. And Vegeta tells him what a God of Destruction is. And he's the one who taught me about the power. Granola's thinking like he did with the Dragon Balls. Does this God grant you this power? And Vegeta's like, no, this power is my own. And he said right here, our battle has awakened it for the first time. And Mitch, I know before we were recording, you were talking about like, yeah, you expected him to lose because this was his first time using the form. Now I'm with that panel there. I kind of think it's a little BS that. This is the first time ever, like just transforming into the form. He never transformed against it, like trading with Beerus, don't you think? So what I was, I was on, uh, I was just talking about page 12, where Vegeta was talking about this is his first time, like ever using the form. And I know you brought this up about like, hey, he should lose because this is his first time ever using it. But he didn't even get this in training. He got this like that day. I Kind of call BS on that, wouldn't you? Yeah, that kind of doesn't make sense that, um, you know, he says that Beerus taught it to him, but, um, but like, it, it had to be unlocked um, just by getting his ass kicked there. So, it's kind of weird story plot. Um, like, we're, we're trying to get the magic of Super Saiyan. You know, like, Goku had to go through emotional trauma to unlock it and now we're just talking about just physical trauma with Vegeta's body it's like okay really but you didn't hint at this to begin with 
We only hinted that Vegeta could basically Hakai people, but okay. It makes no sense because two chapters ago, when Vegeta said it was his turn, we all were like, the dude can't go MUI. He's going to get his ass whooped. So he has to have a transformation. And then the chapter, last chapter, he transformed. We're like, oh, he was confident because he had this transformation. But this chapter just said he just got that transformation last chapter. So I don't know what the hell Vegeta was thinking that he was going to beat Granola because he had no guarantee he was going to get this form. Yeah, he's just sitting there and he's just prank. That's basically he's just he's just hoping that uh, that um, that he gets it. It's it's kind of strange that Vegeta would basically go in to a fight um, with no guarantee that he was going to even reach this state. Yeah, and the, he then the fight continues. Granola's like, I drew this straight out. Vegeta's like, I'm grateful. Enough nonsense. He's going to keep attacking. Vegeta's like eating these attacks, which I guess he's like, good, good. Nothing res me up more. But you could tell like this is like, I guess, an omen thing. Because wouldn't you just put, I guess, the God of Destruction energy, or in his case, flames around you so that you don't get hurt like Topo did? Yeah. This yeah, this is just something. This is just something like brand new. It's like, um, why does Vegeta need to take damage to get stronger? It's, it's. I mean, it's kind of a cool concept, but like, I'm trying to think. Like, is this how Beerus fights? Like, does Beerus get stronger as he gets his ass kicked? Is that like? Is that is that what defines a god of destruction? Um, right. Isn't this also just a in battle like um, uh, what is it um, Zenkai boost mm-hmm. like God of Destructions have Zenkai boosts mid battle? It's it's a unique approach and they're just trying to keep it you know fresh and do something original. Which I mean I, I guess I gotta um, you know I gotta at least applaud that they at least try that because. Um, it, we we didn't want this to be a same old same old you know kind of a routine with how some of these arcs go sometimes but oh well yeah so granola's continuing to get his ass beat and he puts a shield up and granola's like why don't you dodge isn't this the same power up as your ally and vegeta's like kakarot's ultra instinct don't compare his pathetic technique and i was like ooh, pathetic i mean it's mui's done wonders for him but he's just like, Kakarot's body may have a mind of its own, but I'm all ego. In fact, go ahead and call this Ultra Ego. And that's what it was called on this. Don't know if that's the transformation they're going to call it on the official wikis. I know people are saying um, Master Instinct or whatever the hell it is, but I don't like either of those names at all. Mitch, what do you think of those names? <laughs> um, I, I think... I think the issue that came about is I remember reading um, um, people's tweets, like I think Todd Blankenship on Twitter. Um, and for anyone that doesn't know Todd Blankenship, he does a lot, or at least he did. And then all of a sudden he fell off the face of the planet for a little while and then came back. Um, he used to be kind of everyone's go-to whenever it came to um, Dragon Ball spoilers and translations. Um, uh, anything that came out, he was the guy in which you would you would check on his Twitter to see what was going on, um, and um, he. Long story short, this is like a difficult translation to make into English. Um, 
I can't really go into what it was in Japanese, but whenever I was reading his tweets briefly, um, it was just hard to have a literal translation from Japanese to English. Um, with that being said, though, Ultra Ego, um, it's <laughs> it kind of made me chuckle. I mean, I guess it makes sense. I mean, if we're talking about someone who is all, you know, I mean, their ego is <laughs> just through the through the roof. It's no one other than Vegeta. This guy is always, always um, been about, you know, his strength, how, you know, much better than he is than others. Pride in that. So, I mean, it makes sense, the name Ultra Ego. But on the flip side, it's kind of laughable because I'm like, I don't, I don't want to call your God of Destruction um, um, transformation Ultra Ego. It's, right. it's not something I want to see in video games. It's not something I want to discuss. <laughs> it's like, like, um, what were some of the names that we had, like, or the community was passing around? You know, like, um, uh, like Hakayo Shin, um, Hakai Vegeta, or Vegeta, whatever. And um, those were better names than Ultra Ego. Right. I also keep thinking of Ego from like Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, <laughs> it's just, it just ridiculous. Granola puts up his shield and just Vegeta just kicks right through. And that was the page, I think, the day before we got the Vegeta on the ground page where everyone's like, oh my gosh, yeah, Vegeta's, Vegeta's winning. And then like he, 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 he was killing him. And then you have Onedo. Finally gets seen. He's like, Granola's caught up in some fright, but against Hook, could it be Frieza? I'm sitting there, I was like, guys, we do not need to be worrying about Frieza. Unless he's training, or he brings Broly back on a freaking collar, you do not have to worry about him. Mm-hmm. And then yep. Granola's talking, and I was like, Jesus, help us. You aren't even Frieza, there's no way I'll lose to some third-rate sand grunt. First of all, he's an elite. Get the cannon right. <laughs> Secondly, well, Granola doesn't know that. That is true. And he, the Prince of All Saints will get the cannon right. And he's telling him, I have no ideas what tales you've told him. We finally get some talking. Go ahead. Well, actually, it would. I'm trying to remember. Granola now knows that Vegeta was the prince, wasn't he? Did, did he mention that last chapter when they were talking? I forget. I thought Vegeta said something like, that was stuff my dad did, but not me. Yeah. And if you're, you should be able to put two and two together if he said his yeah. dad was in charge. Yeah. But. Vegeta's just like, bro, I really don't know what you're talking about, but Vegeta, Frieza blew up our stuff. He destroyed planet Vegeta himself. The Sand Tribe is yet another push to the bring of extinction by Frieza. Um, his um, AI is asking if that's true. That contradicts what you were told. I'm like, mm, you didn't double check your sources. <laughs> he's like, even if you didn't tell the truth, I'm still going to get my revenge against you, Sand. He punched Vegeta right in the head. And Vegeta just brace for impact. And you see the blood coming. Believe what you want, but I speak the truth and don't think for a second I want your pity. Then Vegeta just really just kicks him in the air. And then you could tell um, finally, like this AI oatmeal is like, appears like the Sandra victim as well. Uh, it doesn't, and yet it does not seem these two were made aware of that about like his race. And he said, enough oatmeal. So he basically just threw his AI. To the ground. I'm like, oh, all right. 
And then he was just like, now that I'm the strongest, I don't need your support anymore. I was like, oh, someone's getting a little big for the britches over there. All right. Uh, and then he's talking about the red eye, the mark of your people. You've claimed I'm not used to my power. Then Granola starts just going crazy. Like, he's tearing up his own little town. He's willing to destroy his own city. Now Vegeta's blocking all the stuff. And he's still taking hits. And now Vegeta has, like, just the bull... Um, the inner part of his armor on the armor is gone and Vegeta's like you'll go to any lengths then fine by me bring it on I'm like what am I watching here or reading and then oatmeal goes back to the ship and then you have more Vegeta and Granola just going at it and then Vegeta's like let's keep this up I can grow even stronger even though he is bleeding all over the place and then he's like Granola shoots his little precision blast He's like, you can dodge after all. Are you hitting your limit at last? The unwise Daude Sans Comet prowess will live. We live for battle. Finally, it's been a while. Page 33. The protagonist is finally, you know, Goku. <laughs> He's back. If you forgot about him, remember MUI, he got put down by the snipes. But he's like, man, I've been on the sidelines forever. And he puts his hand on his heart. I don't know if he's, does that look like he's healing himself with some energy? No, yeah, he's healing himself. That's wild. I didn't know we had that ability now. It's, it, it's, th- that's ridiculous. <laughs> I feel like that is getting underlooked in the community. That's bullshit. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to put that on record right now. And I'm going to say it, Frank, that's a bullshit because what the <laughs> is the point of Senzu beans when Goku can just put his hand over his heart, say the pledge of allegiance and then can heal himself. That's a bullshit. Yeah. That take that takes away from the fact that they only have like one or two cents of beans now. Mm-hmm. I, it, they just casually put it in the chapter, like no one is talking about. Like, dude, he has never done himself. that. Mm-hmm. He has never done that, except for one time. He's done something similar to that, and that was in the anime. Whenever it was that filler episode with Hit, whenever Hit blasted his heart. And then he shot that key blast up to space and had a volleyball back into his chest. That's the only time in which something like that, that I can recall, that's happened from at least somebody who doesn't have magical abilities. So that, that, that's bullshit. Wild, man. And while he's healing himself, Virginia and Granola are still going at it. And Granola's getting ready for And Vegeta's like vision blurry. I'm like, I've taken too much damage. I mean, this was opposite. It's like he's taking too much drinks and he's power drunk. Because, like, he's saying his vision's blurry. Like, he's been getting hit. And Granola's getting in that sniper mode thing. And he's, Vegeta's like, fine, I got to end this now. And it basically looks like a Hakai spirit bomb. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you want to protect your precious planet? You better stop this yourself. This will destroy anything it touches. I'm like, hmm. And then Granola has his eye ready. Vegeta throws it at him. And while he's throwing it at him, the other eye for Granola, his normal eye, becomes red, too. So now he has two red eyes, and he double precision blasts it. And I'm just like, sweet lord. And then everyone's seeing the reaction. Goku, uh, the heater, uh, Monedo, everyone's seeing it. And then page 43 is the page that everyone saw with no context. Uh, Vegeta on the ground. He said, damn it, how did you? I have to thank you, San. You're responsible for drawing out this power of mine. So throughout this fight, Granola just unlocked his other eye, which makes him even more dangerous. And then 
Mitch, the final pages. We got your we got your group finally making a move. The heaters. Yep. They they are making a move. And I saw your guy gas with the radar. I, it, it, we're we're gas is coming, man. Yep. It's uh still wondering what in the hell can they do? They have <laughs> I, I was speculating today that they had to do some sort of mind control. They have to. I don't I don't know what what gas has um up his sleeve or what the heaters got up their sleeve but i mean they're 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 about to just flip this entire script um i believe it will be an october chapter um i believe we'll we'll i'm trying to i don't know if we'll see the we'll see them collect i think both balls and i assume they'll summon the dragon um but will they make the wish um Something something big is going to happen in October, at least November. Um, and yeah, I, I start to think they're going to at least they're going to at least piss off Granola. I bet Granola turns good for a second and joins Goku and Vegeta because I think the heaters are going to kill that Namekian. Um, what's his name? Because they're going, you know, they're going to summon the dragon, and he's going to be like, "Huh? Someone summoned the dragon. I got to go investigate." Because he was sleeping the last time. Monado, I, yeah, I think they're too smart. They're gonna as soon as they get their wish, they're gonna be like, "We'd hate for someone to use the Dragon Balls on us because they only like they know about these ones." Then they're gonna kill them. Yep. Yeah, Monado's dead. But like, man, they're just like so these so-called Dragon Balls that grant any wish, and they have the radar. They're on their way to be continued, and that's chapter forty-five in a nutshell. So, Mitch, now that we've actually read the chapter. Was that page they leaked yesterday a little bit misleading or yeah it, it was it was more misleading I, I i I wanted this whole chapter to have been about you know Vegeta mm-hmm. like um doing great. I didn't want to see any signs of losing other than maybe like a foreshadowing mm-hmm. um that granola was about to turn it up, but yeah, I mean that that panel that was leaked last. Yeah, I mean, everybody just thought that Vegeta was just going to get pummeled. So, I mean, he didn't even get pummeled in this chapter. The only reason why he was on the ground was because Granola stopped the attack. It's not like Granola went up and punched him in the face and smacked him to the ground and then was walking towards him. Uh, Vegeta had a huge attack, and Granola unleashed some potential power, and Vegeta's recuperating. So it's it's not as bad as um, yeah, it's not as bad as what it was, but well, you gotta be careful with them leaks. They can change your entire narrative. Oh, they did. Cause people were mad saying, man, I can't be a Vegeta fan no more. This is so painful. They can't be a Dragon Ball fan. They've given up. They've given it. up. Like Vegeta was trending so bad. It got the other characters who've gotten screwed so bad trending. Cause Gohan fans were telling Vegeta fans to stop crying. At least you've gotten power up since Dragon Ball Z. We haven't gotten anything. Yep. And I was just like, oh, this is. And I sh- and there was that one Squidward memes like, man, Gohan fans are coming out. Man, this is this is the people are getting bold today. <laughs> you know, it was whack, man. It was whack. But we got another chapter coming up. And uh, on September 20th, um, according to um, uh, Viz.com here, it's September 20th, but uh, 
strangely enough, on the pan or on the uh, chapter here at the very end, it normally it would say to be continued on, you know, said date. But this one just says to be continued. So um, it, it says that there should be a chapter um, next month on the on the website. But I mean, don't don't be surprised if they if they push if they push it back. Maybe uh, maybe something's about to go down. Maybe they're going out some new stuff. Maybe they need a break. Maybe they're going on vacation. I don't know. But uh, uh, we we expect a chapter release on September twentieth. But about we'll to wait and find out. Yeah, this this I felt like they knew what they were doing, but then I didn't think because you know the old saying, any publicity is good publicity, and God help them, they have a whole lot of publicity probably for the rest of the weekend because yesterday, man, Twitter. I know we joke about it, but gosh, you really see the power of the Dragon Ball community because Dragon Ball has been trending on Twitter for like three days straight. Yep. Yeah, it is. And it goes to show you, you know, how how powerful this franchise is on just in, in the world of entertainment or, you know, on social media because I uh, don't want to dive into it. But if you haven't seen what's going on in the news, um, like the past week or two then um you should you should probably you know check out some news other than you know listening to our podcast but thank you though please continue keep listening but there's a lot going on in the world that that is consuming all news media outlets and dragon ball is it's it's still at the forefront so it's it's amazing it's insane like it's it's wild, man. But no, I think with the full chapter, it wasn't as bad as what we thought it was. We thought Granola hit him with a one-two precision blast. And then for like the people who were before the chapter, I'm like, theoretically, MUI Goku is still stronger than Vegeta, and MUI Goku has lost. So being logical, Vegeta's stuff would not be stronger than MUI Goku, at least not from the beginning, because we instantly thought this was like an omen thing. For Vegeta, so it's like you expected him to lose anyway. As shit, I mean, he put up a better fight in the last chapter than I thought he was going to have two chapters ago. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. But heaters are coming, man. Goku's awake, so we're going to see that. I've seen people on Twitter talking about we need help. Someone go get Broly ASAP, and I was just responding saying, if Toriyama wanted this over, he'd have Goku and Vegeta fusion. Granola be dead. Yes. That's simple. Yep. But we can't have an arc end that quickly after Moro took two years. Yeah. Definitely not. I will say about this transformation, though, I kind of do like I kind of do like that um, Vegeta kind of has this psycho mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of cool just because in that sense, it is kind of different than you know anything else. I mean, he is he is trying to take damage therefore to get stronger even though it seems like there's a limit to that and after too much damage and it just hurts him but i mean he like these panels whenever you're like looking at him mm-hmm. i mean he he has a crazed look in his eye it is it's illustrated pretty well and um no complaints on that like you look at page uh seven 
uh, whenever he gets punched right in the gut by Granola with two hands. And then he's just smiling. And he's like, um, you know, the terminology is kind of weird, but uh, the hotter his battle soul burns, the yep. stronger he grows. Uh, weird translation. Uh, but also, uh, <laughs> there's another, we, I, there's another uh, on page three when uh, uh, when Vegeta's about to beat the crap out of Granola and mm-hmm. he's like, get ready for a tough dose or a, a dose of my tough love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we, I, I don't think they should have tried to be as literal on that one. They should have figured out something new on that, but oh well. Uh, yeah. Translation, right. Caleb Cook, uh, <laughs> high, high recommendation. Uh, just don't 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 do a literal translation on that. Just just uh just say that Vegeta's like get ready for an ass beating man. <laughs> yeah. Oh overall I think the chapter was fine. I'm excited that the heaters are the last page because now we know they got the radar, they're coming. I, and now I'm starting to think we won't see Frieza until Christmas. Uh I think he's gonna be like the end of the year or the start of 2022, because People gotta realize Frieza ain't what they're. This ain't Frieza from the Frieza saga, man. Bro, the heaters are lining up to be the ones that kill Frieza. Like Granola's not going to get his opportunity at revenge. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to fight the heaters for betraying him. Mm-hmm. But the heaters, they're going to be the ones that well, once once they wreck um, Goku, Vegeta, and Granola, they're going right over to Frieza, and they're going to get rid of Frieza. And then they're going to be the dominant force in the universe. Unless, like what you said, Frieza has figured something out. Yeah, so I, we'll have to wait and see. Um, wait and see on 76 on that. But they weren't the only ones, the chapter that had a little controversy stuff with the watch with DB. Watch Mojo had their top 20 Dragon Ball fights. Of all time. And I'm not going to go through all of them. What I am going to do, guys, is post the list in the description. And if you want to watch the Watch Mojo video, don't read the description of our episode because we're going to have the list. And Mitch, I know I sent you the list. I know you saw the video. And I think me more than you, I I was kind of hot about some matches not getting included and some placings on this thing. Um, Yeah. So whenever I look at, like, you know, top, top 10, top 20 lists, um, I mean, everyone's going to have, you know, their own lists. And for the most part, I kind of look at like, where do you have it on the list? And then do I have it relatively close um, on my list to that? And, you know, if you have something at one and I have it at like three, then I think I would view it as, you know, we're, we're in the same ballpark with that. Um, and looking at looking at the list. There's a couple things here that, um, I mean, it's not a terrible list. It's not a great list. Um, but um, some, some points here. Um, number one, we, we all know this. If anyone says differently, then they're biased or they just don't watch the show. But uh, number one, Goku versus Frieza, Namek Saga. Mm-hmm. We're, it's not a debate. That's not an opinion. Um, that is, that's just, it was just the best fight. Um, it, it had a great storyline to it. 
Um, and I mean, we can just kind of move on from that. But number two, I don't know if I would put this at two. Are we, go, um, are we just going to do the top 10 or you want to? Um, we'll, we'll do top 10 and then we'll make a couple remarks regarding the other ones. Okay. Um, uh, number two, actually, he put Goku versus Baron mm-hmm. tournament of power number two. Um, I disagree that it's number two. I think it's a very important fight. I think it's a pretty s- sweet fight just because it, it had longevity, it had stakes. Um, I give it a little more credit than probably some others, though, because um, if the thing that stinks about Super is that it is in the time gap between Majin Buu and the 28th World Martial Arts Tournament. So we know all these people are alive. You know, so whatever happens, even in this arc, Goku and Vegeta and everyone is going to be alive. So now, granted, usually you always know that, you know, the good guys are going to win at an arc, but you don't know who's potentially going to die, what's going to change. You don't know. It's like the consequences or any negative um, possibilities are kind of just wiped off the board because we've seen everybody at the end here. So, um, but, but that's the thing is that if if I try to ignore the fact that we all know that the turn of power is pretty intense, you know, I mean, these are universes that are all getting wiped out and you got Jaren who is stupid strong and I mean, you just don't know. You, you, and so, but yeah, I don't I don't put it at number two um, because there's there's better better you know at least storylines. There's other storylines that are better. Like number three is Gohan and Cell. Yeah, Gohan is. I'm not gonna lie. This is the part where when I was watching the list on Sunday um, when we were making breakfast here at the house, and I saw this at three, and I instantly flipped. And Courtney's like, oh, well, you knew you were going to get mad during the list. And I was like, no, this is disrespectful. This needs to be two at minimum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this needs to be two because go. I mean, go on. This is only like go on's only true, true like moment. I mean, he, he's had minor moments whenever he helped go on at number three. Um, I mean, he's had his moments, as I was saying, um, against Raditz. He helped him win. Um, he, he, he messed up Vegeta. Um, but but Go, Gohan's arc was it was always building that he had something he had something special, right? And that he was he was going to do something great. And he only did like minor things. And then when Cell came along, he goes Super Saiyan 2 and he saved he saves the earth, right? So I mean that was a hundred episodes probably. Um, whatever whatever episode you know number that was, I mean he had a hundred episodes of hype building and storytelling, and then he had a phenomenal fight against Cell. So that should be number two because, um, let's be honest with you, the Tournament of Power could have had better writing if they combined the best things out of the anime and of the manga. That arc would have been perfect. But um, now maybe I look at longevity. Um, a, lot, a lot more, but uh, I mean, it is what it is. Um, number four, as Marnet said, Goku versus Vegeta during the Saiyan Saga. Um, classic fight, of course, it needs to be there. 
Um, uh, number five then is um, Gogeta versus Broly in Dragon Ball Super. I mean, that fight was amazing. It was, uh, I mean, high budget too. So, I mean, of course it looked good. Um, and number six is Goku versus Majin Vegeta. Another great fight. Um, seven, Goku versus Kefla. No. Yeah. Um, number eight, Goku and Vegeta versus Kid Buu. Number nine, Goku versus Perfect Cell. Ten is Vegeta versus Topo. I'm just going to go on the list here. Number 11, Piccolo and Android 17. Highly underrated fight. That, that, really... that should be in the top 10. I honestly can make a case. It should be close to the seven or sixes i'm gonna i it should be up there um and we have um i kind of like this one actually um goku and trunks versus black and zamasu um number 13 go tanks versus super boo uh, 14 vegeta versus fuse zamasu um anyways um 15 finally have some dragon ball love and uh goku versus piccolo Junior and uh, 16 Goku versus Beerus from Battle of Gods. Uh, 17 Goku versus Frieza, Resurrection F. 18 Vegito versus Super Boo. 19 Goku versus uh, King Piccolo. Then 20 Future Trunks versus uh, King Cold and Mecha Frieza. So that rounds off the top 20. Okay. So a couple things. I'm not going to hold this list too, too much. So the Goku versus Jiren tournament power, I would not, I definitely wouldn't have a number two. And also, I'm gonna be more politically correct on Goku versus Jiren. I don't think it should be called just Goku versus Jiren tournament of power. I think it should be called Universe Seven versus Jiren because Goku barely. I mean, he had the first fight when he fought him, got his ass whooped, and then went to uh, Omen. Then most of the time it was him and Vegeta, like him and Vegeta fighting, and then he had the thing when he was MUI. Then it was him freezing seventeen. I felt like that was more Universe 7 versus Jiren because Universe 7 has always won in everything that they've done. And for the real first time, they had a dude where they were not beating unless they all worked together. Like, I just felt like. Could you make that arg- argument, though, um, in regards to Gohan? Vercel? I mean, the only, the only thing that goes against what I just said there, though, was Goku gave, you know, Cell a Sensu Bean. But without Vegeta. Um, without Vegeta and uh, the crew, Gohan could not have killed Cell there at the end. Yeah, you can make that argument. I think I think Jaren's is way more prevalent. I think I think what you said is way more true with Jaren because I mean they they tried to gang him the entire arc and couldn't do so until Goku went MUI just to level playing field. And my thing with that, the only difference is that after it was all over, Gohan was still the last person standing against Cell. On, and he delivered the final hit. Goku wasn't even the final person in the Tournament of Power. It was 17. Mm. Like, he didn't no, beat 17, him. Yeah, 17 just stood there. Yeah. It, he, yeah, it was, yeah, freezing. Goku had the final And after, like, Jiren took those hits from MUI Goku, and sure, MUI wore off, Jiren still had enough energy to like power up again. Yep. So it was just like that. And then the Kefla thing, that just really pissed me off because these people, a lot of people like Kefla and a lot of people hate Kefla. She's very polarizing, but 
I don't like watching Watch Mojo. They were just the things like, oh, after Kefla beat Super Saiyan Blue, I was like, hold on, context. Goku wasn't fully healed. I don't think a fully healed Goku would need UI to beat Kefla at any means. And I thought it was only in there because of the ending, because of the Kamehameha. Yeah, but the was, things in the things in which I'm I'm disputing to some extent um, on this list. I am I am disputing Goku and Jiren and where they are on this list. I think it, it can still be maybe a top, maybe a top ten, maybe, mm-hmm. but not a two. I am disputing Goku versus Kefla. I don't think it, it, it's sure as hell not a top ten. If it is on this list, it's at a 20. Um, but um, I am disputing Vegito versus Fuse Zamasu. That should not be on there. It should not even be an honorable mention. It was sweet, but that did not last an episode. And actually mentions that in in his episode. But that's the thing, is that that, is, that fight, if anything, was fan service. And I get that, and I get that in Heroes. I don't need it, apparently. And, and like, how many episodes? And maybe it was like, you know, three, four, five of um, Vegito versus Super Boo. Like, we had, there was a ton that went on in that fight, in that storyline. Like, I mean, Vegito turned into candy and kicked Super Boo's ass. What? That's way better in terms of storytelling. and. And whatnot, then fuse Zamasu, and that was the first time we ever saw a fusion of Goku and Vegeta. There's something way more special than that. So, um, yeah, Vegeta's a fuse Zamasu, not even no, it needs off this list. Um, I'm I'm disappointed that there's not more Dragon Ball love because Dragon Ball fights were, I mean, the choreography was way way better on those because you know these these people aren't wicked fast like what they are now and um like my like one of my personal favorite fights is um goku versus um krillin um in the world martial arts tournament you know mm-hmm. they had just it was our first uh head-to-head fight after being trained by master roshi and um it was it was just good storytelling, but nope, nope, that's not on the list here. Uh, Goku and Tien is not on this list. Um, I don't know how Goku versus Jackie Chun, Master Roshi, is not on this list from the World Martial Arts Tournament. I mean, how's that not on this list? Goku turned into a great ape in the middle of the fight, destroyed the arena, and Master Roshi had to blow up the moon. To win the World Martial Arts Tournament. How's that not on this list? Bro, Piccolo versus Topo not... I mean, Piccolo versus 17 not being in the top 10 really just... That would irked me. Because if you take out any fight that involved a Saiyan, this would be the number one fight in Dragon Ball. Yes. Yes. Like, this fight was so... Uh, seeing it that low irritates the hell out of me. It's the only fight, as you said, it's the only fight on here that doesn't have a Saiyan. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, it's... Yeah, it, I guess that's the thing. Whenever I disputed these other ones, I'd like, I was trying to knock down these. As for ones that need to go up, yeah, Piccolo Android 17, that needs to go up. 
Um, um, Goku Perfect Cell could probably go up. Yes. I think that fight is better than Goku Vegeta versus Kid Buu. Mm-hmm. Um, Majin, it, it should be, it should be, you know, Goku Frieza, Gohan Cell, Goku Vegeta, and then Goku and Majin Vegeta. Because, mm-hmm. like, those, those fights were, they were just so good. I also don't know what their criteria was, like, if they were counting, like, moments or just, like, pure fight choreography. Because I was offended that Vegeta versus um, Fuse Amasu was on here, but Vegeta versus Broly by itself was not on here. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Oh, and shout out to how the hell is Goku versus Art not on this list? The fact there's no heroes love on here is it's bad. Like, come on, man. You heroes. Heroes is pumping out so much more content. You have to consider it in everything you talk about now. Or if you if you want to talk about scale of despair and all that stuff, the Z Fighters versus Omega Shenron should be considered because they were. When you watch that for the first time, you're like, "Oh my gosh!" Like after Fusion War, off, like we're really gonna lose. I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that at all. That there's no GT on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, scale wise, Z Fighters versus Omega Shenron. Because you did not know what was happening. Like, the scale was wild. Omega was a whole different breed. I put Baby in here, too. Baby was... Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, super Baby Vegeta. I put Baby Vegeta Goku in here. hmm Yeah. Like it said, it, the list said we were supposed to go through all things of Dragon Ball. I was like, this ain't all things of Dragon Ball to me. Oh. Yeah, I'm getting rid of... Vegeta versus Fuse Zamasu for uh, I would put go Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta versus Omega Shenron there before I put that. Yeah. Yeah. I I like I would really have to sit down and because they put the future trunks to Kate Cole and Mega Fuse to start the list. Because I mean Trunks has one of the best anime intros ever because you never you didn't know who the hell this guy was. And he drops the famous line, you're about to find out what it's like to fight a real Super Saiyan, and I'm not talking about Goku. And you're just like, oh, all right. So, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know, man. I, I'd have to really sit down and do my own top 20 after looking Watch Mojo. Maybe I will by next episode and drop my own top 20 by next month, so it gives me a month to do it. Yeah. But... Honestly, outside the list, last really thing, man, is that you were the first podcast on the L7C and uh, we're a little couple days early, but we're about to hit the year anniversary, man. You were the one who started it all for the L7C with the first episode talking about Dragon Ball and the state of Dragon Ball. And here we are a year later, which we reviewed the chapter talking about the state of Dragon Ball. How do you feel, man? One year. You know, it's just crazy just how, you know, time flies. And, uh, uh, yeah, I, I was the first podcast, but, you know, tip your hat to yourself. You, you made it possible for, I mean, we, we talked about this for, you know, half of a decade or, mm-hmm. you know, pushing a decade. And uh, you're the one that took the initiative. So a uh, round of applause uh, to yourself. And uh, but then, um, yeah, I might have been the first podcast, but what you've uh, what you've done to branch everything out and uh, all the different um, uh, inputs and um, all the other experts in which you've uh, had on the show, you've, you've taken this to a whole nother level. And 
introduce people to a whole bunch of genres and um, of stuff they may never have had even a clue to. So it's it's great to see where where it's gone and where it's going. And hopefully, uh, you know, every year can be uh, just as successful as what this one was. So it's amazing, man. That's true. That's true. But I mean, we had to get some listeners and they turned on to your stuff. So they your first one gave us a chance to get some other listeners and then they gave other people a chance or got different fans and Dragon Ball has been a prominent thing of the podcast. It always has people listening and and prominent a little bit on the YouTube, depending on when we get our episodes out on YouTube, if we get them right in the heat of like a unreal or geekdom or DBS hype, then we catch that wave too. And we have our own insight, but DB is a very consistent thing on the podcast, man. And it, Without fans checking that first one out, they might be like, they might not have stuck around. Across all the different countries in the world, we didn't think that would ever happen, and it did. That's crazy to me, though. Just how many people from, you know, the uh, someone from Argentina or someone mm-hmm. from Australia, um, you know, wherever it might be, Mongolia. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's just crazy to think that... Uh, Somewhere around the world, somebody was like, eh, let's give them a try, collect it, and listen to it. It's amazing. Right. It's, it's wild, man. But Mitch, anything else before we sign off for today? We covered a lot of Dragon Ball stuff. Yeah, we did. But no, I don't, uh, I don't got anything else. Just uh, send me some good vibes, everyone, while I take care of this kid. <laughs> <laughs> Send the man good vibes. Send him. If uh, if um, everyone listening, make sure you listen to uh, Martin Jacob and uh, Byron's uh, WWE Wrestling Podcast. Um, we like to do a little um, confidence uh, picks of all of who will win all the matches. And uh, listen to some of the um, podcasts. Uh, Martin has probably mentioned that uh, um, you no know, Cooper he. He had a good mm-hmm. WrestleMania run, so mm-hmm. hopefully, uh, if he wins, if he wins the SummerSlam um, picks, we're we'll try to get him on the podcast and, and give his expertise. Because you know, if a, a six-month-old can uh, um, you know, pick the right picks over some of our experts, then uh, you know he's going to be he's going to be a well a well-known insider uh, someday then. So we got to try to learn as much as we can from him, but only after he proves himself. So, Yeah, hopefully. That'd be great to have Cooper's, like, after he gets past, whenever he says mom and dad and get, like, his third word saying L7C. That's a nice, easy word to say for your third word. (laughs) (laughs) But with that being said, thank you, everyone, for listening to the L7C podcast. You guys take care. Have a good night, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C Podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.